0: ask me to summarise an educational strategy in a sentence and I would say something like this. It entails indeterminateness of ends and plurality of means with a shared basis in intelligent experimentation and play. That would be a summary judgment. Let's look at each of the components phrase by phrase. Indeterminateness of ends because we do not know and can never know how to live or what is our best, our optimal mode of life until we find it. We certainly can't pre-define it from childhood or even from adolescence, we will go on exploring and that indeterminateness of ends means that there must be an open texture, a lack of definition to what we count as educational outcomes. Plurality of means because we need to embody in our educational systems a multiplicity of approaches to the various ways in which individuals need to learn and find it best to learn, and the various skills that they need to acquire, such as they must be free to conjecture, to hypothesise, to criticise, to refute, to advocate to argue for and argue against, to explore in all kinds of ways the possibility space that is human existence. In other words, they need to deploy a plurality of means to experiment with methods in education in conjunction with their teachers, their mentors and their fellow students and pupils. Intelligent experimentation and play. Well, I think that little children, if one can be forgiven for saying so, don't necessarily play very intelligently. They are more randomly given to doing things that perhaps are not capable of exhibiting intelligence and they obviously can sometimes do things that are downright dangerous. But as we get older... Without reducing the amount of play that there is in education or in life and the amount of experimentation that there is in education or in life, we gradually learn how to do both more intelligently. This is part of the active intelligence that we have been advocating in these episodes and is part of the social intelligence that we will use when we play and experiment and explore collectively, as we must do. We are not islands. We cannot be islands. Scientists stand on the shoulders of giants, just to recapitulate some of the things that we've been saying. We do need to follow some sort of method because when we're playing and experimenting intelligently, we need to evaluate the success or failure, the enjoyment or otherwise, of what we're doing. We need to be reflective, and that will partly embody the resonance, to use a word that we talked a bit about in in Series 1, the way in which even though we're in the midst of the process that we are directing, we are, as you might say, like Neurath's ship that is on the sea and being changed while it's still underway. We are looking at these things and feeling and emoting and resonating to what they represent and we are guiding ourselves in such a way as to try to deepen the resonance of what we are doing. So, to recap, we have an indeterminateness of ends and a plurality of means with a shared basis in intelligent experimentation and play, all of them within a framework of active and social intelligence that measures success using at least some of resonance, fruitfulness and promise? And if you were to say the purpose of it all? Well I think that the only answer that can be given is that we find ourselves members of a society that thrives that exhibits something of what we called in series one the trivalent happiness that arises when we are what we best deem ourselves to be, when we find ourselves doing and being and living lives that we are pleased with, that resonate with our deepest values, and we find ourselves in societies that reinforce, that echo, that tell us that the way we are making a difference to the world and the way the world would have us make a difference through our unique talents, that is approaching something that you might call optimal. And just to fill in a footnote here, although I shan't pursue it at this moment, one of the most intriguing things that John Dewey ever says about education, and it's in experiment, Experience and Education, he says the ideal aim of education is to create the power, or is creation of, the power of self-control. What does he mean? Well, he doesn't mean, I think, just limiting our moral or immoral or emotional impulses. He means something closer to self, what you all, self regulation, self direction, the ability to evaluate ourselves, our own lives in conjunction with the feedback that we get from around us in society, in conjunction with the resonance that there is between who we are and who we want to be and our deepest values, and placing all those, as we said in the discussion of trivalent happiness in series one, placing all those in the context of active intelligence that makes a material difference to the objective world. Because if we can satisfy all those criteria, and it's a big ask and it's therefore a big if, but if we can, then I think we can legitimately say that our educational scheme has been successful. And that can only be the objective that we are all engaged in trying to fulfil.